Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. My guest today is Louis Scoopian. Louis is a serial entrepreneur with an incredible passion for personal development and success, a professional tennis player who has played at Wimbledon, represented England, and won the Four Nations Championships, won the ITF, which is the International Tennis Federation, and has traveled around the world playing in tournaments. He is also the host of the Talk 4 podcast, a social media influencer, and is always active working on new projects and businesses. His strategy is to identify a problem and to create a product that will fix it. Louis has learned everything he needed to know through personal experience and trial and error. So this is going to be an excellent discussion today. I'm really excited to have you on the show. Louis, thank you for joining me and welcome to the One Big Tip. Oh, Jeff. I'm so excited to be here, man. Honestly, like I said earlier, it's nice to be a, a podcast host, talking to a podcast host and getting chucked into the back seat of another one. It's just an absolute pleasure. And yeah, very flattering introduction for me there. But I think everyone's really thinking, damn, this guy's busy right now. So yeah, I can't wait to provide loads of value to you too and the listeners. And um, I'm just I'm just glad to be here, man. What a pleasure and a great way to spend my evening here in the UK, which is very gloomy at the moment. Uh-huh. Thank you so much for joining me, man. Do me a favor. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what makes you so amazing. Oh, well, amazing. That's uh, I have to be humble and say um, I'm on my way to, to that point, I hope. Um, but I do everything I can to, to try and uh, exceed expectations for sure. So, um, yeah, I picked up the tennis racket at about four years old and um, I went into professional tennis and made a lot of uh, life choices that took me down the professional tennis route. I left school at about 12 and went into home education. And um, like Jeff kindly said, I did travel the world. Um, I had quite a few big accolades, but really the most important thing I took from tennis was the the life skills and the, the things that you learn from being in that environment. So like the professionalism, the management and the teamwork, accepting losses, how good it feels to get a victory, especially something you've been working really hard for. Above all else, patience as well. So that kind of really laid the entrepreneurial foundations. And that's actually been seen quite a lot in tennis players other than myself too. If you look at Andy Murray and stuff, there's lots of players out there who are in tennis who actually do become good entrepreneurs as well. So to help fund my tennis after the COVID crisis and all these things that happened, which were just horrible, everyone was affected one way or the other. It was a bad time for everyone. I started my own business called Anvil Tactical Airsoft to help fund that thing. And um, and from there, it just grew and grew. I invented my own product. 
worked. And uh, I think somewhere along, I can obviously go more into it in more depth, but I'll, uh, I'll, I'll move on from there. So like I said, invented my own product and, um, and, and developed this business really from scratch, built the website myself and just kept evolving it from strength to strength. And like I said, I started my own podcast as well called Talk4, really just off the back of wanting to have something for a personal branding perspective too. Obviously, when you're building a business that's kind of got a different name and you're, you're just someone who's sort of in the uh, in the construction yard of the whole thing, you don't really kind of get recognition for yourself and for the things you're doing. And obviously, when you're in that position, you learn lots of stuff too about the obviously the industry and the craft. So I wanted the chance to be able to share that and also talk to some amazing people. So then, like I said, started my own podcast and the rest is history and it's all in the making still. So I'm on my, I'm on my journey. I love it. Thank you so much for that uh, explanation. You know, one of the thing I've noticed about professional athletes is that they are able to take, you know, some pretty decent life skills and apply them to other areas, right? You may think to yourself, like, you're only going to have a certain life. There's only so much time, which is actually really short on how much time you can play professional football, professional tennis, just about any sport. There's only so much you can do before yeah. you're going to have to move on and pass the mantle on to other people. And then being able to t mm. take that drive and move that to something that's going to really help you continue to make money and, and to make an impact, that is really gold. Let me ask you something about that. Uh, when you started thinking about your own products and moving from professional athlete to being an entrepreneur, what would you say is one of the biggest challenges that you had? Like, what were the things that were going through your mind? Like, am I good enough for this? Like, like, do I even have the education for it? Like, what are some of the things that, um, <laughs> you know, that maybe slowed you down or gave you pause before you pushed forward with it? That's such a good question. I love it. You know, you've got a good question is good as well. So absolutely loving that. Um, so yeah, like you said, I, I never, I never took a GCSE. Let's keep that to ourselves, but I never did that. So uh, we went really kind of full in on the tennis. I got sponsored at a quite an early stage. And one of their sort of conditions was like, you're going to have to go full in on this project and we will back 100%, but we don't want you to be spending like three quarters of a day at school or something. You know, if we're going to invest in you, we're going to want to see, you know, that you're putting in the time and the effort. Obviously, the home education is a different thing. But yeah, so I think always when I was playing tennis, there was kind of a this thought in the back of my head, like, well, I mean, there's there's lots of people who just didn't understand it. I mean, some people way closer to home than, than you might think, and other people kind of in the industry I was in, in tennis, just who just didn't quite get it. And they would sometimes make fun of it as a joke or kind of say like, you need to kind of be careful what you're doing because if you can't succeed at this or if you get injured or roll an ankle or something, then what have you got? And that's a scary thing in itself, isn't it? Um, so going kind of towards more of the business routes, obviously I was still playing tennis, but I wanted to see if I could make my own money. Now, the funny thing is people actually go to like university and stuff to study business. I'm going to say that again. People go to university and stuff to study business, man. I got everything I needed from just going there and just starting it and just evolving it from scratch. I mean, I, I knew, always knew I had kind of like that entrepreneurial side to me. I mean, even way before COVID and stuff, I was already kind of in the, the buying and reselling of sneakers and stuff. And I started making my own like online guide and stuff. I mean, it was really small fry, but I kind of knew what I was doing. And I had always a really good intuitive sense for social media especially instagram like that's just my game i love it so going from there in terms of like the challenges really it was just a learning process the whole thing i didn't go into it thinking i'm gonna start a massive business i'm gonna make this product i'm gonna do this no 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 i 
I saw a product of this sport called Airsoft, which I absolutely loved for many years on uh, on one of these kind of manufacturer websites. And I happened to buy this same product for like 10 or 12 pounds or something. And I was seeing it going for like 90p um, per product on this manufacturer. And I just bought loads of them and sold them straight away and then bought more from this manufacturer and then sold all of them straight away. And before... Um, before I could get too big, the platform I was using, eBay, had some kind of a rule because it's kind of replica firearm stuff, a bit like paintball, but they had some sort of a rule um, that you can't really sell things that could technically just on a real firearm as well as a replica one. So, and this this happened, this account got banned of mine on eBay with like four shipments of a ton of these things in the post. And obviously coming from abroad too. So I just really didn't know what to do with them. So then I went to Instagram, started selling through there, made my own website and really did climb the ladder. There was no step skipped. And um, the other thing as well was like creating the own products. That was just the same thing. I just found a piece of technology I'd seen elsewhere and noticed it had no application in the industry that I was trying to get into. And and I, I spoke to a manufacturer in the UK, made friends of him, and we created this thing from scratch and it did fantastically. And then everything else I was trying to sell off the back of this unique little product just exploded literally because of the traction that this thing was getting. And I just kept going from there. So yeah, I mean, in terms of like the challenges, obviously there was uncertainty and it wasn't always a clear path ahead, but really I've just enjoyed this process and looking back on it, I wouldn't change a thing. I love it. What an amazing story. You know what? One of the lessons that you learned there is that you do not own the platform, right? Whether it's eBay, Google, Facebook, you think that you're going to go and put a bunch of things out there, but you don't control it. The only thing that you really control is your email list, right? So even if you get banned from Instagram, which is now your moneymaker, you know, you got to figure out like, okay, what's the next step? How else are you going to be able to push that Mm -hmm. in? Are you going to be able to push that forward? And you have to be able to master your platforms because if you don't, well, you don't own them, right? So you have to go and create your own. Mm. I think that's one of the big lessons here. Thank you so much for sharing that. I want to delve a little bit more into, you know, the process that you use, you know, in order to, let's call it to fuel the tenacity of what what it is that you're doing, right? Because... (laughs) You know, one of the things that athletes learn is, you know, really how to get into the flow, how to focus, how to really niche down and make things happen for themselves. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, some of the hacks that you have learned over the years that have helped you not only in the sport, but also in the business world uh, so that you were able to sell more product. How did that look from your point of view? Okay, so now this is a funny thing, man, because tennis, um, we were going through this a little bit before as well. It teaches you a lot of things and it teaches you these kind of life skills and traits to become an entrepreneur and obviously a, a great athlete first before that. But it lays the foundations for the same kind of things that you need. Now, the thing about tennis, it is brutally honest. And by that, I mean that you cannot have a weakness or it is going to crack it open for the world to see, especially the eagle-eyed tennis player down the other end of the court who is hunting for any kind of an advantage he can get on you. So and, and the factors that come into play with this are, there's just so many of them. The mentality, the physicality, just the, the discipline, everything. You have to be so proficient in so many ways. But the problem with that is that 
we are all a very different concoction of lots of different factors. We all have a unique talent and we all have a unique strength and we all have a weakness, I think. And beyond that, in the more subtle terms, we will have things that we're not quite so good at and things that we're slightly better at. Maybe then the other guy or girl and and that's just how it is from birth. Obviously, we can we can improve these things and we can do things to improve them. But realistically, a lot of people, especially the kind of the rich people and stuff and people who build teams, they build teams to kind of fill in those gaps in their game in a sense. So they, you know, they, they delegate these tasks and things to people who are just more equipped and more talented than they are to make it happen. So for me, tennis was that thing that just cracked open my whole treasure chest of like what's what, what I do well naturally and what I don't. And obviously a very big part of of being a good tennis player is the planning side of things too. So the whole planning, scheduling and the consistency and just being on top of everything. That's one of the things I wasn't quite so good at, but like the fighting spirit and the on-court stuff, that was just my my war zone but obviously there's so many factors like i said that play a huge part in it um luckily for me my dad was a huge part of my tennis for a long time and he was the kind of person who did most of the scheduling stuff for me in that sense so if we're going into like my one big tip for example what I've found over the over the period of time is that actually the kind of what I go off, what my my feed is, is sort of motivation and inspiration naturally. So I'm the kind of person who would okay, I'm going to go for a half marathon tomorrow, and I, I I did this by the way. I'm not making this up. I actually literally with no preparation other than just the tennis stuff. I said okay, I'm going to go for half marathon tomorrow because you know why? Because I fancy it. I'm very spontaneous and that's kind of helped me with starting the businesses, but not so much with kind of being consistent with the growth of the businesses. So I had to find a way to actually kind of hack into my habits and my brain and and remove motivation, inspiration and just mood from the equation. And the way I've done this is by actually just creating a very, very, very simple system which literally just eliminates the use of that so jeff if you want me to i'll I'll go into that right now are we at the one big tip point yet i would love to hear how you do that man (laughs) okay man right so like i said motivation inspiration they just fluctuate everyone has a bad day bad things happen it's the way the world is whether it's the markets whether it's your friends whether it's your relationship whether it's your parents health you just can't rely on that sort of a thing. And, you know, when, you know, so much of the YouTube and the internet is based on these kind of motivational clips and videos. And yes, they give you a buzz and they might get you out the door for a time. But honestly, when that bad day comes, you wake up in the morning, you've got, you've got the virus, or the cold or something, it can all just go out the window for you. Um, so how do you eliminate that? Well, you have to have a discipline, you have to have habits. And those are the things that stay true. That's where the consistency comes in. When you have a habit and something you're doing every single day without fail okay so obviously a lot of people kind of say you have to have discipline but what does that actually mean you have to create discipline it does come from within but for me the habit part was the most important and this is where my one big tip comes in so one of the examples i've had um over the last couple of years really has been the gym so I actually found and that when I was going three times a week to the gym and I had like a two strength sessions and a conditioning session and stuff, I actually found that was way, way, way harder for me than it was to go every single day. As soon as I started saying, I'm going every single day, whether that's for a stretching session, just to recover the body a bit, whether that's strength, shoulders, lower, cardio, whatever. As long as I get in there every single day, 
and I do not make a debate about it. it. The only debate is what time am I going today? Am I going in the morning, evening, afternoon? How can I fit this in? I went on Christmas Day, I went on New Year's Day, and I felt amazing. And then it occurred to me that, hang on a minute, I've completely removed this problem from myself, like this weakness and, and this consistency thing of mine. I've beaten that by creating this habit-based formula, which can get me into this place every single day and give me the body of my dreams, basically, and keep me improving. Why can't I do this for everything else? And that's where the realization comes in. Hang on a minute. I've been struggling to read these books. Why don't I focus on doing three pages every single day for the next week? And I'm going to up that to six, to 10, to 15, to 20, to a chapter, whatever. Okay. And now I've been reading every single day, every night before bed. And then that goes into the business stuff too. Like whether that's the social media posting, or whether that's scheduling posts for the thing. I mean, I run a load of Instagram accounts. So, I mean, trust me, if you're not feeling it on the day, it is a sluggish start to try and do six accounts worth of posts every single day. Like if you wake up and you're just not in the mood, it's a tough thing to do. But it is that discipline and that habit-based formula which has now got me to being able to do that every single day and schedule the posts. And then that comes into other things, the email marketing, the diet, also like taking supplements, everything. Just make a rule of it. Like literally remove the debate from the equation. If you just say to yourself, okay, I am going to do this every single day. I'm not going to talk to myself about it and negotiate it. All that matters is when I'm going. And, and I, it depends what, what it is exactly for you, because this could be something completely in a different context other than gym or business or something. But if you can kind of find like what is manageable for you, because that's the other thing as well. You want something that can maintain. So not something crazy like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym three times a day. You need something that is consistent enough and easy enough to be able to do every single day without fail. So that's the other thing. Don't kind of over overcreate it. Um, something I heard a while ago that I found very interesting too was I heard of a guy who was very unfit and he was very inconsistent with going to the gym. He was out of shape, wasn't in the best place. And the trainer made him come in for six minutes every single day rather than whole sessions like tw- two or three times a week. Then after like a month, they upped that to 10 minutes to 15 to 30, then to an hour. And before you know it, the guys created the habits and those neuro pathways, they are just in, in line of it. It happens. And you can do that for wake up times, for anything. It's brilliant. It works. Do it. You know, first of all, thank you for that. Because, you know, just the energy that you were bringing to that whole discussion is absolutely amazing. <laughs> One thing I'd like to tack onto that is that if, is that if you're going to make a rule about it and remove the debate, and even if it's going into the gym for five minutes, you know, and that's your starting point, schedule it. Just put it in your schedule. Oh Don't put it on your to-do list, right? Because the to-do list is where, you know, a lot of things go to die. But if you put it on your calendar, that is something that you look at every single day. And and if you keep to it, then you can really start to make a habit of it. So, Louis, thank you so much for sharing that. Absolutely welcome. No, I, true pleasure. So, listen, Louis, where can people find out more about you? And how can they reach out to you directly if they want to learn more? <laughs> so, on my podcast, Talk 4, this is the bit that I would like to call the, the shameless plug. So, after... I think, where are we at now? 65 recorded episodes, 63 published just today. Um, It's nice to be able to 
to have a feel of what that's like actually for the host. So um, yeah, um, my personal website is louisscoopian.co.uk. I know that's a tough word to describe, um, a tough name to, to, to spell rather, but that's on the bottom of the screen um, from the looks of things. Um, now the podcast I run called Talk 4, it's Talk 4 with the number four, and that's available on almost every platform you can find podcasts. Um, my social media, the nice thing about having a, a pretty unusual name like Louis Scoopian is that I've, I've got that same username from like every social media account. So it's just at Louis Scoopian, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, wherever, TikTok, it's all there. So please do, like like Jeff said, reach out, um, have a chat about it. I love interacting with people, love meeting new people. So please do. And talking about that, like we said, Jeff coming to Fort Lauderdale uh, at the start of March and a, a little birdie on LinkedIn told me you're around that area. So maybe we can link up. <laughs> That'll be great, man. You know, one of the cool <laughs> things I like telling people is when I give tips about what to do down here, it's not the tourist trap stuff. Like I'm not going to send you to the mall and I'm also <laughs> not going to send you to the beach. Right. So lots of cool things we'll be able to do and we'll definitely be able to connect once you're here. So absolutely. Louis, thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate you taking the time. You are just a bundle of energy and I really appreciate you breaking down these concepts for us. Uh, Jeff, honestly, like I said, absolute pleasure to be on the podcast. And um, it's nice to have one of these ones that's a little bit shorter too. It's like something a bit more bite-sized and easier for me as well. And and you're just a delight. The podcast is great. The system is fantastic. I can tell it's going to, if it's not already at these places, it's definitely going places and it's going to go way further than that. So can't wait to see what you get up to, man. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable One Big Tip, please go to onebigtip.com guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.